Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Good morning, everybody. It is your daily crypto news for Friday, November 3rd, 2023, and it is over. Sam Bankman-Fried. Yesterday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, was found guilty on all seven counts. And let me tell you, people had things to say. For example, venture capitalist Adam Cochran, he said, should let the SBF trial be a clear warning for other operators in crypto. Caroline and others came forward first and will face minimal time. SBF didn't and will likely face life in prison. If you play with people's funds, they'll get you in the end. And the first one to come forward gets the least punishment. So, do you really trust your co-conspirators when it's all on the line? Would you really trust Justin Sun not to rat you out? Careful out there, sketch bags. Nick Carter tweeted, R.I.P. Bozo. Wow, Nick, that's a zinger. David Morris tweeted, Joseph Bankman and Barbara Freed were present at the reading of the verdict. Joe floated in his seat. Barbara put her fingers in her ears as of wishing not to hear. Wendy O replied to that and said, they're thankful it wasn't them and their son instead, which is maybe a little bit true. Coin Bureau said, happy SBF guilty day. To celebrate, they're going to be going live and talking shit. Eric Voorhees had my favorite comment. He said, SBF found guilty on all seven counts. Let's remember that he operated the safe and regulated exchange and not a single regulator caught him. It was, instead, the market, which was not only the great fountain of innovation, but also the best arbiter of discipline and justice. And my second favorite reply to Sam Bittman-Fried getting guilty on all seven counts is from Unusual Whales, which always has some great content. SBF has been found guilty. However, 40% of Congress received donations from SBF and FTX that were mixed with users' funds. Only a few politicians returned or donated the funds. Here's a full list of everyone who received funds from FTX and Sam Bankman-Fried. There's a link in my show notes if you want to see who in detail, what PACs, what organizations, and what people got money from Sam or FTX or Alameda's executive team. But you also know my opinion on this. Look, there's a lot of politicians, a lot of PACs, a lot of organizations out there with a lot of money in their bank accounts that could give this money back 
with no problem, especially if Sam or one individual is just giving them the maximum donation. For example, for Congress last year or last cycle was only $5,800. And so if you have millions in your campaign account, just give the damn money back already. However, just pay attention that there are a lot of people who ran for an office and lost and actually wasn't raising that much money. So if they got this money into their account, and it came from Sam Bateman-Fried or any of the executive staff, I promise you, it was like water on a hot pan. It just sizzled away as soon as it got to that account. And they don't have it. So I think it's a very big gray area of who has the money and who doesn't have the money. If you do have the money, give it back. And there's no reason that they're going radio silent or not giving this money back, considering they know that the money was stolen from customers. But then again, there's a lot of people that ran for office that had no clue that this money came from stolen funds and it was spent, and they have no way to pay it back. Anyway, what's your opinion? Matt at DailyCryptoNews.net. Keeping with Sam Bankman Freed for a little bit, the freshly convicted 31-year-old now faces a maximum sentence of 115 years in prison. Looks like he's gonna die there. So when he's gonna get the sentence, he's gonna be back on March 28th of 2024. But where is he gonna go and spend this time? Well, based on the facts of this case, more than likely he's gonna be sent to a medium-security federal prison in California which is not necessarily great news. Your West Coast mediums tend to be a lot harder than your, say, East Coast or Mid-Atlantic mediums. One California medium security prison has such an extensive record for violence that it's referred to as Victimville. The place is brutal, they say, and they don't think that the Federal Bureau of Prisons wants to have a highly visible assault or death on their hands, meaning that if Sam goes there with all of his stuff in the news, everybody knows what he did, it's possible he doesn't make it out of there alive. There are softer medium prisons in California, around Lake Tahoe, that used to be considered livable, but they've lost that reputation. And if Sam Bankman-Fried thinks he's going to get his Adderall and his vegetarian diet catered to him in this medium security prison, he has another thing coming. But that's enough about Sam. Let's get into Asia Focus with Sarah, aka JK Remote. Sarah here, aka JK Remote. Welcome back to Asia Focus, a weekly section of Daily Crypto News, focusing on the Asian crypto scene. Ready to go to Asia? Let's go! I'd like to start today's Asia Focus by introducing one YouTube video. It's in Korean, so I'm sorry about that, but this is why I'm doing Asia Focus, delivering the news from Asia that you might never be able to get. So let me kindly sum it up for you. So remember I was keeping an eye on Japanese crypto scene? It's pretty hard to see any meaningful news about Japan, to be very honest. So I've been looking for some information to give me the slightest insight on what's going on in Japan. This video did. The analysis from that video says that Japan has been entirely out of the so-called crypto cycle, more or less. Japan has been suffering from their government crackdown way before China, US, um, fueled by Mt. Gox hack in 2014 and Cointech hack in 2018. Ever since then, the Japanese government has been quite strict about crypto. So it wiped out almost all users in Japan. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Which means that they didn't even experience DeFi summer, FTX, Terra collapse, and and everything else. (laughs) They've been quiet all along. This gave Japanese crypto scene to be somewhat immutable to the typical crypto cycle. However, on the other hand, big companies have been very active about using stablecoin after Japan passed stablecoin law since 2022. The most recent case being MUFG, Japan's largest bank. So people have still been steadily exposed to crypto one way or another. There comes the opportunity for Japan. A lot of Korean companies are also, in fact, trying to expand their crypto businesses in Japan, for example. There, of course, is an issue of the regulation itself, not to mention the fact that crypto mass adoption still needs to come from the people, which doesn't seem to be the case in Japan, at least just yet. Anyways, I think this video explained the current situation with Japanese crypto scene very well. Now you know. Thailand's fourth largest bank, Kashikorn Bank, also referred to as K-Bank, but worth 3.7 billion Thai baht, it's about $102.8 million, stake in a crypto exchange Satang. Following the takeover, Satang will be renamed to Orbix Trade Company Limited. The filing showed. Operating in Thailand since 2017, Satang claims to be the country's longest standing crypto exchange. This acquisition means a lot. It also represents a good case study for banks acquiring crypto exchanges. K-Bank demonstrated what they could benefit from this action very well. They have asset custody, they have fund management, they also have financial software development. It's like a trinity of centralized finance. We all know that exchanges are the ones who have the most money in the crypto world. And they are the one who confronts the government. They are the one who meet fund managers because they have the money. Also, where do we go when a newbie wants to buy some crypto? Centralized exchange. It's also quite a typical phenomenon in crypto where banks initiate a fund to invest in crypto startups and slowly experience whatever crypto has to offer. From my experience in Korea, a bank is one of the most traditional institutions, even though they have the resources to have crypto. But it's very difficult and even slow to change the structure of the organization to deal with crypto. And yet, the investment through some venture arms of banks continue relatively easily. But again, this doesn't mean that those crypto companies are going to do well. So we got to keep an eye on that. China has recently announced that it will partially lift its ban on NFTs. Xianyu, the Chinese internet conglomerate Alibaba's flagship P2P marketplace, has removed its censorship of non-fungible tokens-related keywords and relisted top-knot NFT collectibles minted on Alibaba's Ant blockchain. 
Does this move signal that China is softening its stance on crypto? Of course not. It's yet to make a hard prediction on that. However, there can be three different reasons for NFT being selected. One is that China recognizes the potential of NFTs to be used by artists, musicians, celebrities, and creators to monetize their work and reach a global audience. Another reason is that China still wants to maintain its technological edge and competitiveness in the blockchain sector. Even though eCNY is not on the blockchain, not a cryptocurrency, it doesn't mean that the Chinese government wants to kill blockchain-related businesses just yet. The third reason is that China wants to keep the talent and money inside China somehow. Let's face it, the money in this industry is actually quite tremendous. One thing that the Chinese government does well is to observe what other countries are doing and keep it in their favor until it makes sense. Even if it means to kill it eventually. Let's see how this goes. NFT can easily be expanded to some new loosened up regulations for other blockchain sectors. I hope so, at least. It was kind of all long stories today, but very meaningful news from Asia. All right, that's all for today. Now, let's get into those crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. And the time is 11.40 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Before we get into the prices, we have some price news. For example, Michael Saylor, he is extremely bullish, which, you know, he has to pump his he has to pump his bags, but he is extremely bullish or else he wouldn't be hodling so much Bitcoin. You know, Bitcoin is set for a halving next April and it will reduce the Bitcoin mining rewards by 50%. Michael says that you're going to see a $12 billion of natural selling per year be converted into a $6 billion of natural selling. At the same time, these things like spot Bitcoin ETFs are going to increase the demand for Bitcoin. So that's why all of us are fairly bullish over the next 12 months. Demand is going to increase, supply is going to contract, and it's fairly unprecedented in the history of Wall Street. When banks on Wall Street and the responsible custodians are managing Bitcoin and the industry takes its eyes away from all the shiny little tokens that have distracted and demolished the shareholder value, I think the industry moves to the next level and we're 10x from here. He is predicting 10x on our current value of Bitcoin, so around $350,000 Bitcoin. If you guys remember earlier this week, investment firm Bernstein, a company that previously dismissed Bitcoin's potential, predicted that after a spot Bitcoin ETF, Bitcoin could hit $150,000 by 2025. As we know, Solana has rallied 50% over the past couple weeks. Since October 25th, Sol's cumulative volume delta has increased nearly $1 million on Coinbase, indicating net capital inflows. A CVD metric tracks the net difference between buying and selling volumes over time. And Coinbase's Q3 reports beat Wall Street predictions by a long shot. Coinbase reported a third quarter loss of only $2.2 million. On a per share basis, Wall Street was expecting a 70 cent loss per share on $670 million of revenue in the third quarter. However, the exchange only lost one cent per share on $674 million of revenue. Coinbase's shares have jumped around 150% since the start of the year, climbing from about $33 to around $84 today. Fear Greed is sitting at 72. Greedy. Bitcoin sitting at 
$134,853, up 0.4% in 24. Ethereum's at $1,810, pretty much even from yesterday. Tether's number three, Binance is at 229, pretty much even, and XRP is at 61.1 cents, up 0.7%. Running off the top 10, we have USDC, Solana, which is down 5%, it's at 39.52. Some people are saying below 40 is a gift. Cardano's number eight, Dogecoin is number nine, and Tron is number 10. The total market cap is at 1.29 trillion, a Bitcoin dominance of 52.7 and an ETH dominance of 16.9. And that was our show today. That was the news this week. I hope you have a great weekend. And until Monday, happy hodling, everyone. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.